Listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Nick Trellia. And I'm Khalid. I'm Rachel Kugaji. We are back again for another week full of great and hopefully hilarious content. So, as always, let's get rolling with Wacky World. Wow. I don't believe it. There's something you don't see every day. All right, so uh, my story here, I think we'll find it pretty interesting, I hope. Um, cooked school bus driver takes kids to McDonald's. Uh, This isn't your normal field trip. So uh, a New York school bus driver was taking kids to school when she was suddenly hit with a Big Mac attack, facing multiple charges after taking students to a local McDonald's. She was also just a wee bit wasted. Uh, She was found passed out behind the wheel after all the kids had been dropped off. So I don't really see what the problem is. Like they all made it to school safely. Uh, so what if Miss Frizzle no. has a little drinky? <laughs> you know, no. come to think of it, she probably she was kind of weird in that show. Maybe she was wasted. So uh, the school district released a statement apologizing for the unfathomable actions of the bus driver, reiterating that these were the actions of just one person and do not represent all of their employees. I guess all the other bus drivers are functioning alcoholics. <laughs> I don't know if these actions are unfathomable. I mean, if I was a school bus driver, I would definitely drink too. I bet she didn't drink before becoming a school bus driver. Kids <laughs> will do things to you. Yeah, so the school district also said that they're taking time to review their safety protocols. Like, what are they going to say? Like, don't drink and drive. Like, there's nothing else you can <laughs> say about that. But uh, this story kind of reminds me. I had a school bus driver in elementary school. Her name was Miss Marianne, and she was from Germany. And when we get rowdy, she would get on the little microphone. She'd be like, shut up, you stupid kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, she was. Uh, if you're listening, Miss Marianne, <laughs> we love you. When my mom was a kid, the, the bus driver told her she had the mouth of a sailor. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so did anyone else like want their school bus driver to take them to go get food after school? I, I was homeschooled. Same. So <laughs> ah. I, I, one time I was hanging out on the sidewalk in front of my house around the time that the school bus driver came around. Mm-hmm. And so the school bus stopped, like screeched to a halt in front of my sister and I. And the lady yells out the window, do you ride the bus? <laughs> and we were like, no, ma'am, we're homeschooled. I'm pretty sure we were also dressed up like 18th century colonial Americans or something because we did that a lot. Excuse me? <laughs> we have exactly. A, we have a sound effects board now, and this is great. <laughs> so, Caleb, what do you got? Well, speaking of shenanigans behind the wheel, Nick. Uh, Ooh. Teen lathered in ranch dressing, savages gas station, wrecks car, and is arrested. (laughs) (laughs) So officers showed up at uh, Petro Deli in Topeka, Kansas at 3.30 a.m., so 3.30 in the morning, to witness a 17-year-old boy naked, and it goes without saying, under the influence. He was destroying property inside the deli and had covered himself in the deli's ranch dressing. (laughs) 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 And when he saw the police arrive... He bolted outside, jumped into an already running car, and then raced away from the deli and right into a concrete pillar. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. 
So good thing is somehow no one was injured during the incident. I don't know how that happened. Mm. Uh, he was first taken to a hospital and then released to his parents. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about an awkward car ride home. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been bad enough if he had just been picked up for underage intoxication and then put on top of that crashing a car, but also being naked and covered <laughs> in a ranch. ranch. Yeah. Dude, I would have brought like a bag of carrots and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the car had ranch all over the seat. <laughs> the one that crashed? <laughs> <laughs> Which one, Rachel? Either. The police car? <laughs> on it. I feel like... Dude, what if he, like, slipped out when he got, got in to drive the car and just slipped whoop, right in the seat? Yeah, his foot probably slipped on the brake. That's probably why he crashed. They probably tried to grab him when he was running out the door, but oh, they just couldn't just get a grip. Right? They, just, they had just had hands coated in ranch. <laughs> All right, Rachel, what you got? <laughs> For the second time in a month, a person was seen flying with a jetpack some thousands of feet above Los Angeles International Airport. And he was visible to planes high in the sky, apparently. I actually heard about this. Yes, when I told you about it yesterday. When we were prepping no, for like show. a week ago when the news story came was out. Was that the first time or the second time? Second Ooh. time. <laughs> so the Federal Aviation Administration now confirms a Chinese Airlines crew reported what they say appeared to be a jetpack-powered figure flying at 6,000 feet some seven miles northwest of LAX airport. In September, pilots of two separate flights also reported seeing appear, seeing what appeared to be a man with a jetpack, um, also on approach to LAX. So some crazies in Los Angeles. Maybe they they can't get around. Tired of wearing masks in public spaces. Tired of not being able to go to restaurants. They're like, oh, I'll just go into the air instead. Maybe they're just trying to avoid wearing a mask on a plane. Maybe that too. They just you know, pop over the ocean that way. <laughs> This jetpack story reminds me of when I was a kid and my sisters and I would play Barbies and my brother always wanted to play with us and beat the Ken. Um, but we didn't like him playing because even though it was a real man being the real man, he would always pretend that Ken had a jetpack and would just fly away into the clouds. It's a smart man. <laughs> yeah. So we were always like, Wheels, like, no, Ken stays on Earth. Stop making him fly into his house in the clouds. With his jetpacks, so whenever I hear jetpacks, I think of Ken dolls. So maybe this was another, I don't know, there seems, there's probably a lot of Kens in LA. So maybe it was another Ken <laughs> testing out his jetpacks. Cool story, bro. <laughs> so, dear listeners of The Loft, it was supposed to be at about this time in the show that Rachel was actually going to go on a blind date on the air, but unfortunately, it does not look like her date is calling in quite yet. So we're just going to push onward, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, he'll call back in, and Rachel can go on her date. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And today we have sophomore and Galloway resident assistant, Will McIntosh, joining us to discuss his return from quarantine in Machindo. Welcome, Will. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. So, uh... What was it like? You were gone for about two weeks, right? About 10 days. Um, so my last contact with a guy who sent me into quarantine was on a Tuesday. He got a positive test on Friday morning, and I was in quarantine uh, that Friday night. So it was about 10 days. It was not bad. Had a lot of fun. Um, tried to keep a positive attitude about it. So Right. So how did you find out that you were going to get snatched? Um, I mean, it was kind of weird. So they sent me an e initial email. So I heard from the guy. I'm pretty close to the guy who tested positive he sent me a message he was like 
I tested positive, you're going into quarantine. Then three hours later, the college gets to me and is like, oh, you were in close contact with someone who tested positive. And I actually didn't know I was going to Camp Machindo until about uh, probably 8.30 at night. They initially told me I was going, I think, to somewhere on Park Place. Um, but seeing as how many people they had just quarantined, they rented out Machindo and put us all there. So, so yeah. how much notice did you get before going to this camp? Um, like two hours, <laughs> two oh hours gosh. notice. Um, and from what I hear, the camp only had about four hours of notice. So they're, they were really helpful, um, to wow. accommodate us on that short notice. Was it challenging to do classes online for two weeks? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it was not fun at all. Um, the internet wasn't great. So none of the videos that I could watch were high quality. My zoom classes weren't super great. Um, but I got everything done I needed to, turned in what I needed to do, and uh, scraped by. So, Do you have a greater appreciation to be back on campus now? <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of just a reminder of the end of last semester, which was also uh, not very fun, mm. being at home, doing college classes, you know, seeing my friends on the screen and not seeing them you know, in person. So it was kind of a little reminder, and it did give me you know, more of appreciation of man, I should probably take these whole in-person classes things ser seriously because I know a lot of other people don't get that opportunity at other schools. So mm -hmm. so I heard there were a lot of shenanigans going on. You had a lot of like canoes, kayak, that kind of stuff going on? Yeah, so the camp actually, so when we got there on Friday, none of the facilities were open because they still had campers until Sunday evening. But after Sunday, um, they opened up all the facilities of the camp to us. We could use the lake, the kayaks, um, the canoes, the volleyball. Um, and just had a lot of fun. We played uh, some volleyball, social distance outside, um, and you know, a couple people swam in the lake, and it was it was just really a blast. And so, how much work actually got done? <laughs> um, uh, to be honest, very little. Um, it's it's very hard to stay motivated to do my reading, um, to do anything, uh, frankly, at all, except for uh, play video games and play volleyball. So, um, yeah, not too much. Enough got done that I wasn't. Uh, suffering in my grade, but sounds actually kind of like a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> yeah, it was it was almost like this little two week you know getaway vacation. Vacation, um, that's what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, with no Wi Fi, of course. Well, very little Wi Fi. No. Off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. So uh, there was there sort of like a a uh, almost a ghetto SAB. So like an alternative SAB group that was founded up there. Sort of. Yeah. So Rowan kind of made this little group him and jared put this thing together and they were doing all sorts of little events and things um i mean i went to a couple of them but it not really too much went on so you you can't really do much with the limited resources we had available to us at machindo so so about how many guys were actually up there from galloway at one time um so in machindo um there was probably I want to say like 12 or 13 guys from Galloway. Um, there was a couple off-campus people and then a couple people from Needfelt as well. Um, I was lucky that I knew, I think, all of them. Um, so it was, it was really good. I could, you know, hang out with them. I had an established relationship with some of them. So um, that was good. So, yeah, about 12, 13 Galloway guys. Is there anything that you miss from Machindo? Anything that was like way better than living on campus? Um, it was quite nice to have food delivered to me. To be honest, <laughs> just uh, walk outside the room and pick up your tray of food. Um, that was that was very nice. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably the, the biggest thing I'd miss is that the food delivery. 
How are the portion sizes compared to Saga? <laughs> <laughs> um, better. Uh, to be honest, uh, it was you know mostly freezer bag stuff. Uh, they weren't doing anything too fancy, but um, they gave us plenty to eat, and it was always you know stuff that you were throwing away because you couldn't eat it, or you were keeping in the room to save for snacks for later. So they fed us pretty well up there. So all in all, not a not a bad experience. I wouldn't say it's a bad experience. Um, you know, there there are definitely uh, downsides. Uh, you don't get to see your friends. You don't get to hang out with people. Um, no in-person classes. No extracurriculars. Um, but we made the most of the situation, and we had a lot of fun doing it. So, what did you most appreciate when you came back? Um, honestly, just like so, I came back. I was released on October seventh, and I was at the door of Galloway at twelve a.m on October 7th. So, um, honestly, just being around the dorm, uh, I really like the guys really like hanging out. Just, you know, being in that community is really fun for me. So, um, coming back to that after being away from it was, was a real blast. All right. Thank you. Will McIntosh for coming out. Well, thank, thank you for you. having me once again. You're listening to the loft on radio free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And though Will did have a lot of time to do outdoorsy activities while he was at Machindo, one thing that he did not do was cycle on campus to the uh, joy of Prospies and grandmas everywhere who are not being turned into roadkill. So we have an article here in the Collegian written by Julia Mullins, a senior studying politics at Hillsdale College. That's rare. Uh, called Dear Cyclists, the Liberty Walk is not the Tour de France. Basically, she's complaining about uh, people riding around way too fast on the campus sidewalks. Uh, like I said, turning prospies and grandmas into roadkill. I think these are some valid points that she makes uh, in the article. I was happy to see this article because I personally have experienced this with a prospy. Mm. I was walking down towards past the eagle statue one day, like mm. headed towards it. And then just barely, I like heard the bike behind me when it was right behind me. And I had to jump out of the way and push the other girl out of the way. Kind of like the mom arm, you know, in the car. It was like that where I had to move to my left and she was on my left and we both moved off the sidewalk. And this guy zooms by on a bike and it's only after he passes and we have to jump out of the way so as to not get hit. He maybe said sorry mm -hmm. and someone else was witnessing and was like oh my goodness are you okay we were like yeah just a little bit shocked mm, yeah so i seriously think this is an issue that people need to be more respectful yeah Ju julia does suggest in the article that cyclists go fast because maybe they're late for their saga date but <laughs> i would contend that no one who rides a bike on campus could get a saga date uh <laughs> just full send right there uh as great and as funny as this article is, uh, one thing it does not do is offer any solutions to the problem. So I thought we it's could true. offer our thoughts on how to fix the problem. So one thing that I've noticed is that none of the cyclists are actually girls. I've never seen a girl riding around on campus running anyone over. So that really narrows down the scope. And I think we can target laser focus on our group. So first solution, I think, uh, is that you should require hot pink streamers as well as <laughs> baskets on all of the bikes so that you'll be highly visible they also should have a little bell so that you ring, ring when you're going through. You can pass yeah, yeah. someone like that. Yep. Last but not least, well, not last, well, for these cosmetic additions, <laughs> uh, all riders should have to wear bedazzled kitty cat helmets that say, I love my mommy in glitter letters. And I don't think anyone is going to want to ride a bike after that. That's true. Also, since only guys ride them, 
if they enforced a rule that only tandem bicycles could be ridden around campus, mm -hmm. at least cut down on the speed and probably number of cyclists too, because most of those cyclists, let's be honest, do not have friends. That absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've never tried to ride a tandem bicycle by myself. I did see two guys ride a tandem bicycle one time were here they on delts? campus. No, they were ATOs. <laughs> that is shocking. Maybe they should just implement some spike tracks around campus to pop the tires of any speeding cyclists. You know, like speed bumps, except mm -hmm. a little bit more hardcore. Might be a little risky for the uh, for the security cars <laughs> on their late night patrols. Maybe just put them on the sidewalks. Have you ever been tempted to do like an Indiana Jones, like throw a stick in the spokes that they flip over? <laughs> no, they're going by too fast. I don't have time. Just have lead them. You'd have to have laser accurate coordination for that. Hey, I don't think so. Or you could just chuck your backpack at them. It doesn't take a lot to knock them off balance. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them seem pretty balanced. I'll see them ride like with one hand while they're carrying stuff. No one who rides a bike on campus is balanced, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> at least not emotionally. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And uh, good news for you, Rachel. We got your date on the line. Uh, date, mystery date. Are you on the line right now? Oh, uh, yes, I am. And I have to say, I'm so sorry for being late. I was uh, tied up. In other words. <laughs> yeah, you see, the latch on this bathroom stall is, like, broken, you know? And I'm kind of stuck. Uh, yeah, so... That's why I'm late, and I borrowed somebody's phone to call you, and here I am. Went through a lot of trouble, but good. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Are you the girl? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm Rachel. Yeah. Rachel? Wow. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. So, you're Rachel. What's your last name? Kukaji. Rachel Kukaji. Kukaji. You know, have you ever thought of being a rapper? <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, Cookie G, you know, that could be your rapper name. Yeah. You probably get that a lot, though. I anyway, do. I do get that a lot. So, wait, what did you say your first name was? My first name? Oh, my first name is Jimbo. Last name, Jangles. Wait, Jimbo that's, Esquire Jangles. That's your that. name? That's my middle name. Oh. My mom thought it sounded distinguished. Yeah, it kind of sounds like yeah. <laughs> Middle Ages. Oh, wow. The Middle Ages. Somewhere in the middle, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, Jimbo, what are you involved in on campus? On campus? Yeah. Well, so I'm mostly a room kind of guy. But in my room, there is a world of imagination called books. I like to draw on them, you know? <laughs> like write and interact with the words, you know? You, okay, so there's nothing more beautiful than a book on which you painted every page in the style of Paula, Jackson Paula. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more beautiful than that. Yeah. So that's my main hobby, painting books. So you're How an you? artist? Um, you could call it that, yes. <laughs> it kind of flows naturally from everything. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Um, I'd say dog. I like kittens, but when they get old, they just get grumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're also a little stringy. Too. I'm, I'm a dumb person. Yeah. I think they're delicious. My mom makes a stew. Incredible. Uh, let's just say it's good this is on the phone and not over dinner. Over dinner. Ah, yes. Dinner. So, uh, why are you single? 
That's a good question. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, I haven't found the right person question. yet. The right person hasn't, or the right person hasn't found me yet. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, like, it's definitely other people and not you is why you're single. It could be. I'd say it's both. Okay. Both. Got it. If only you could see the face of these three children laughing at me right now in the studio. Who's laughing at you in the studio? All three of these boys. Boys? Uh, yeah. What is your relationship like with your parents, you know? It's great. I love my parents. That's great. Yeah. What's your dad like? Uh, intimidating, I've been told. Wow. So you get scared when you see your dad? Oh, not me. No, just guys. Ah, uh, just guys. Wow. So maybe that's why he... you're single. But anyway, maybe. Rachel, oh, yes. what is your astrological sign? I don't know. I've never really been into that kind of thing. Oh, that figures. Uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of like a science in some very important ways. It's a model with predictive power that tells you about the world and yourself. Maybe you should learn. Uh, no thank you. <laughs> no thank you. How, how old are you, by the way, Rachel? How old am I? I'm 20. Yeah, how old are you? I'm On 20. I'm 1 to 100. 20. Wow. Yeah, nice age. So, uh, yeah, I'm older than you, and I just want you to know that if, you know, this works out, I expect that when I graduate, you know, you're coming with me. When do you graduate? When do I graduate? Oh, pretty soon, a couple, two semesters, you know. It's, it's, it's earlier rather than later. Are you willing to do that? Well, now's about the time when I should probably say, you know how I said, if I know I don't want to marry a person, then I know that it should end. Uh, it should end. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is this because of the whole dropping out thing? Because, you know, dropping out, it's not really dropping out. Think of it as dropping in to the rest of your life, Rachel. It's, it's better than that. When you say no to smoking, you're saying yes to Jesus. Think about that when you think about me. <laughs> Okay, so Jared, do you have any secret talents? Any secret talents? Well, I could technically play four recorders at once if you gave them to me. Two out of the nose, two out of the mouth. (laughs) Okay. And that is true. You can confirm it with my closest friends. So, Rachel, that was your name, right? Yes. Okay, where do you see this relationship heading? This one, here hmm. now. Well, considering it, considering it started on air as an actual blind date because we can't see each other, uh, not far, but I guess, we'll, I guess we'll see, I guess we'll see oh, one, if I ever meet you in person, then we'll see. So just a big maybe? That's what I'm getting? Sure. Uh, goodbye, Rachel Kukichi. Farewell. Ta-ta. Nice to meet you, Jim Bojango. And it was nice to meet you, Rachel. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, so, I'm still kind of in this bathroom, uh, and I'm wondering, could you call someone, you know, for help? 
You've been listening to Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. There are new episodes every week. Thanks for listening and tune in. Tune in? That's how you're ending.